Hola, hola, chicas políticas. How are we doing? It is a beautiful day here in San Luis Obispo County. And I'm going to start off, Rita, just with saying how amazing Latina Action Day was. I am so thankful for all the Latinas that made it to Latina Action Day that took place in Sacramento on May 2nd. And it was HOPE's 28th annual event. And a little bit about HOPE is, you know, they're they're bringing Latinas together to advocate and really share voices and experiences of Latinas at a statewide experience pushing forward policy. So it was just really amazing to be amongst all these chingonas the energy was high it was it was so beautiful to see so many latinas of all different shades of all different ages backgrounds it was an amazing event and i just want to give a huge thank you to all the chicas that gladly took our flyer rita because you best believe i got my hustle on and i was (laughs) sharing our beautiful flyer about chicas politicas yay i know we got some messages we got more followers Um, yeah we got people telling us oh now we're listening so yeah thank you for doing that and i'm really happy that you had fun what was the best part about it there was like multiple great parts about the event. First of all, huge uh, shout outs to all the people that organized. I know an event of that magnitude takes a lot of time and energy. There was a little bit over um, 400 plus Latinas and men that did join us at that event. And what I love was just hearing from the different speakers. Uh, we had Lieutenant Governor um, Ilani, and I'm going to totally butcher her last name. Can you help me out? How do you yeah. say her? Eleni Kulnake. Yes, thank you so much. Apologies. I think that's how Apologies to you, Eleni. Uh, but she was amazing. And it was just one of those things with that she made a point is obviously when we think about the future governor of California, we always think of a male. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, like that could be a female. Like, don't cut yourself short. There's so much need, not just for women in politics, but yeah. also Latinx in politics. Yeah. And it's, it's that part was definitely something that I took away from the events. And one of the great things that I know that our podcast focuses on is the importance of being civically engaged. And in order to really be tactful, intentional, and to have outcomes that we want, we need to better understand and know how policy works know what is realistic to obviously shoot for. Obviously, we're not going to ask for complete transformation tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but there are clear steps that we need to take. And one of the very amazing portions of Latina Action Day was pushing forward uh, these bills, which is AB 1746, which is a Cal Grant Reform Act, which I personally was able to advocate for at the state capitol. Yes, it was so amazing. And for those that do not know what that is, it's just basically making sure that Cal grants are more accessible and equitable for all students. There are hurdles, as we all know, in regards to education. And we're just talking about... uh... 
uh, student loans last episode, right? Yeah. And that gets me really excited is that because not everyone goes to a four-year college straight out of college, right? Yeah. Straight out of high school. Yeah. So what happens is you get some people like myself where I started, you know, going to a university for, I was pushed out and then um, came back at a later age. So we want to make sure that it is accessible. And especially with so many costs that people have access to education. One of the other bills that we were able to advocate for was uh, Senate bills 1162, which is the pay transparency for e- for pay equity act. Um, and that was brought forward by Monique Limon. Mm, I um, love Monique Limon. She's so awesome. Yes. And that was just really exciting that we're talking about real issues that impact Mujeres, como tú y yeah. yo, like women that are listening to our podcast. Yeah. And this is just one of the biggest takeaways about this specific bill is like, how many times have you or your, your girlfriend or tu amiga uh, taken on a job and we don't even know how much we're really getting paid, yeah. Yeah. right? Or companies yeah. never make that salary transparent to know mm-hmm. like what is achievable. Yeah. And someone made a point, I wish I remember who was a speaker, uh, made a point to say, there's a reason why we call it a glass ceiling because we never realize we've actually tapped it. You're, you're not mm-hmm. supposed to see it, right? So uh, as women, there's just so many issues that yeah. impact us as Latinas. Yeah, especially when Latinas make 67 cents a dollar, what a white man makes, right? Yeah. And so it, the equity and this transparency in pay is just huge. It's it's humongous. And one of the biggest, you know, when we're talking about bills such as something like this, is like, what is the pushback? Well, the pushback can be that, why are you shaming companies? Well, yeah. if you were doing the right thing, you wouldn't have to be shamed. So just do the right thing, right? Like we wouldn't have to ask for things if you yeah. were providing them. Yeah. So that was just beautiful, Rita, to have that experience, to have been learning about bills that we may not know. And then not only to do that, but to actually have the opportunity on the spot to reach out to your representatives. Our representatives here in San Luis Obispo is Senator John Laird. And then we have Assemblyman uh, Jordan Cunningham. So it gave us the option to either text them or call them, uh, send in a letter to them. In this case, we reached out. We, we walked over because of the way that it's set up. The convention center is walking distance from the state capitol. So we were able to walk over. And it was just amazing to see so many Latinas, powerful chingona Latinas in the same space and to see so many amazing just women, Rita. Like, yeah, I felt so inspired. Yay, I oh felt my like my my cup on a personal level was filled and nice. to talk to other Latinas uh, to see so many so much diversity of age. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of young Latinas. There were high school students there. Uh, I saw older Latinas, you wow. know, everything in between. Uh, and it was just beautiful. There was, you know, people from San Diego, from L.A., And it was just so awesome to have that experience. And I want to give some quick little shout outs to to some of the women that I was able to meet. Um, And one of the women that I was really inspired by was Dulce Vasquez, who's running right now. She is a candidate for LA City Council District 9. So huge shout out to uh, Dulce. 
so familiar to me. Yeah, you you know she's she's killing it on social media. Uh, So go check out her Instagram handle uh, hashtag Dulce for LA hashtag Team Dulce, and then you know she's she has a little Dulce emojis. But I see her hustle. Dulce means sweet, sweet, yeah, super sweet. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just so amazing. And I think a lot of the times, Rita, especially as women, as young women, as brown women, Mm -hmm. we think that maybe politics is not accessible to Mm -hmm. us, or it's only for privileged people, Mm -hmm. and. I would encourage people to attend this event because mm. it is accessible for you. Mm. This event is something that will open those doors for you. Mm-hmm. I had a chance to meet in person Senator Ana Carab- um, Carabello, mm-hmm. uh, who I've actually been following her on on social media. Oh wow! So it was funny. I after this beautiful you know, long conference, they had a little reception for us where they had amazing food. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, I'm like in the line of like getting some awesome food. (laughs) And I lean over and I'm like, Oh my God, I think this is Senator Anna. (laughs) And I was like, wait, like, cause you see people so much in pictures. Right. And so she's like, Sorry, Senator, if you're listening to me. You know, she's she's busy. She's grabbing her snacks too. And you know, she's she's grabbing her food. And I'm like, excuse me, are you the senator? And she's like, yes, I am. And obviously her staff is there. And I was like, can I get a picture with you? And it was just funny. Obviously she she has her hands full with one one hand with a plate. I obviously have my hands full, but I needed to get my my picture. We're such nerds. So I got my picture. (laughs) But here's like a Latina, you know, and we we need to have those moments. Yeah, we do. For me, I just feel so inspired that uh you see yourself right yeah we see ourselves like yeah. that is like Tia Ana right yeah. even like Alex Padilla like yeah. I love hearing the young Latinas they were referring to Alex Padilla as like Dio okay. right and they had been working with him and so sharing those moments of having that those opportunities where not only is Latinx the fastest growing youngest community we are part of this culture that Mm -hmm. we are a part of the United States, as well as we have a lot of purchasing power and the future is Latina. The future Mm -hmm. is Latinx. So yes, we're talking about the future, you know, woman Latinx governor, Mm -hmm. but I know for sure that we will be seeing a Latinx president. Like I know that for a fact. Yeah. I mean, demographics are going there. And I think that's why there's so many people that are reacting to it because they are denying reality and they don't want to see that reality. And so I think that's why there's so much pushback with not only immigration, but anything that has to do with people of color. Because that's the future. Right. So Latinas, we need you to stand up. Latinas, we need you to run for office. Make some noise. Yes, make some noise. It was just so beautiful. And huge shout out also to the Latinas who came out from San Luis Obispo, Veronica Macias from Somos Magazine, Erika Revolcava, who is a huge leader in our community. Um, You know, we, we, it was just a beautiful thing to see also on a personal note, Latinas in San Luis Obispo County that are impacting their communities that are serving also being able to be there in representation on this greater scale of a statewide event. So that was amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I believe uh, was it through Latino Outreach Council that you were able to? Yes. Huge shout out to them that they're doing great things in the community. And 
going to an event like this is definitely not cheap, Rita. So it was just amazing to have an organization like them being able to sponsor myself and other women to attend this event. And, you know, that that's like one thing I will also advocate is don't don't if you if you can't get sponsored also don't be shy to spend the money because Mm -hmm. this money that was put on by hope like the food was amazing I feel like when people get the food right it just shows how much thought they put into things (laughs) and and they put thought they knew they knew you they knew them Yes, through their heart, through the stomach. Yes, well, we're Latinos, right? It's so important. (laughs) We're ready to create policy. (laughs) And the venue is beautiful, right? Uh, The speakers were amazing. Yeah. Uh, And it was just, it was so amazing. Let me give out two more little shout outs before we move on. Also a huge shout out to uh, Natalie. Uh, Once again, I'm going to butcher the last name. Palagun. A secretary of the California Labor and Workforce Development Agency. And she's also the first Latina in this role. Oh, wow. So huge kudos to her. She was absolutely amazing. And I just love meeting Latinas who just get it, Rita. Like there's no, there's no beating around the bush. This is what it is. This is the reality that we're at. They're willing to roll up their sleeves, get dirty and say, okay, this is what needs to get handled. And this is the direction that we need to go. Also huge shout out to Amy Tong, who is secretary of California government operations agency. So once again, and this is a woman who, who, came came to this country she's i believe she said eight years old so she knows that same experience of what it's like to be an immigrant and mm-hmm. to have bipoc women in positions of leadership mm-hmm. i think also reflects that as much as we're seeing so many challenges and attacks on women mm-hmm. we're also seeing a lot of women of color women yes. also being put in positions where it's just going to elevate women issues bipoc issues yeah. and all these amazing things so just Stay, stay hopeful, everyone. I know it's been a tough week, but I'm, I am also hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really happy that we started uh, with that recap uh, because it's been a really, really tough week. Um, And we do need that hope. We need all the hope that we can get. Um, So thank you so much for sharing that. And shout out to Latino Outreach Council, which I'm a proud board member. Hey, talking about yes, representation and Latina women leading from the front. I love it, Rita. (laughs) Yeah. So we cannot um, record an episode this week without talking about the shit show. Um, (laughs) That is the Supreme Court. And I don't know, how did you find out? When did you find out? How was this week for you? Were you in Sacramento? I was in Sacramento after like having this amazing event. (laughs) You're like up in the air and the clouds. But you know, it was crazy. In that same event, they also did talk about women's rights and women's reproductive rights. Mm -hmm. And I think it just comes to show, Rita, especially as women of color, Mm -hmm. that we can never get too comfortable. And I think if anything, what (laughs) the way that I found out, I was literally had this high. Uh Right. And then at night, my boyfriend, you weren't high. You were at a high. I had a high. Yes. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
but I was so, I was so excited, you know, and you feel like you're surrounded by all these amazing women's and you see progress. Yeah. Right. And then, <laughs> and then I get this message you from my boyfriend, you get, you get brought back to that. It's like, no, no, Chirona, come back to the ground. I'm going to drag you to the ground. That's what it felt like. And oh my, my boyfriend sent me a message about someone leaking out yeah. what was happening behind the scenes. Yeah. And I think what happens with something like that, Rita, it's like, here's something that had been worked on years upon years, right? Like, yeah, yeah, maybe it was like approved at this, at this date, Mm -hmm. but how many more women pushed the struggle before it actually became something? Yeah. So, so it definitely, it was, it was, it was that moment, Rita, where it's like, pinch me because is this really happening? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Roe v. Wade was settled in 1973. And I've been thinking about all the women that are not with us anymore that left us thinking that we had won the war on women, you know, that there were protections for abortion. And now, uh, like you said, we cannot get comfortable. We cannot uh, ignore that there's always a reaction to any progress. So yeah, I was, I was in bed, I think I was just scrolling through Instagram and then I saw like breaking news Right. <laughs> and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep anymore. Um, send some emails, send some texts like at 2am in the morning and then woke up and with some friends, um, shout out to Quinn Brady. Um, yes. Huge we, shout out. Yeah. We were uh, just, and a few other people, we were just like, what are we going to do? And um, Corny Hill as well, you know, she was like, something needs to happen. And Quinn Brady just grabbed on, grabbed both her twins and her daughter, uh, put them in her car and went to slow and organized this rally where hundreds of people from our community showed up. And we saw that there were calls in social media to everyone go to their city uh, city, uh, city offices or to their courthouses. And that's what we did. Um, we put a, a kind of virtual flyer together really quickly. And we told people, let's meet at the courthouse at 5 p.m. And people showed up and it was very hopeful to see so many young people, so many young women. Uh, There were great speakers, all of them talking about how uh, frightening this moment was and how 36 million women are now um, going to be, are not going to have access to abortion services and just how awful it is, you know? And I think there was a, a sense of mourning, a sense of rage, a sense of, you know, paralysis in some degree, but there was also a lot of action you know there were like water registration cards and there were sign up sheets for people that wanted to like canvas and uh phone bank and um there was a table from the democratic party from our county democratic party and and a lot of people sign up to just get involved and i think that's what it takes is everyone not just signing up to be part of a party or to get involved with a democratic party or, or any political party, but just showing up, you know, showing up and knowing that they're going to vote and that they're going to be supporting candidates that are not only endorsed by Planned Parenthood, but 
that are leading with uh, by example. And we had Don Ares at the event. Uh, you know, Don started Women's March here in Slow County um, right after the election of Donald Trump. Uh, they organized a rally here in Slow County that where I think 9,000 people showed up, you know. And, Amazing. Yeah, and and she didn't do it alone. Of course, there were other amazing women with her. But, you know, it takes courage to, to identify the situation and say, I'm not going to sit down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take action. And she has been doing it over and over again. So she was there. And she's running for assembly. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Which is what, what makes me excited to Rita is that we need to have people who can grasp real issues and yeah. take action. Yeah. And that is done through a uh, pattern, right? Yeah. That, that's not an isolated event. Here's yeah. Don Addis, who is a woman yeah. who has been such a huge ally for mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood, who has time and time shown again that she mm-hmm. has been such a huge ally for women mm-hmm. and advocate for women. And I think that just comes to show Rita why it is important to support women in politics. Yeah. No, no one is going to better understand what's yeah. important for us and yeah. our bodies, but a woman, una mujer. Yeah. And I think this just comes to show that it's like, for example, if, if y'all can go and support uh, financially Jessica Cisneros, who is running uh, in, in Texas, which is a state that needs all the support, yeah. right? She's running for Congress yeah. and, and support her, throw, throw $10 at her, at her campaign, yeah. throw $25. Yeah. Um, she's calling on Democratic Party leadership to withdraw their support to Henry Cooler for um, their, his anti-choice Dem. Mm-hmm. He's, the, he's the last anti-choice Dem in the House. Mm-hmm. So, so he, once again, here's a young Latina, a woman who, who we can show support. Obviously, yeah. we can't vote for her here in California, yeah. but we can support her, her campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's so many candidates that currently um, need our support and that are out there fighting for reproductive rights. And so, yeah, like you said, it's it's really hard for anyone else to understand um, the situation and how scary it all sounds. Um, I saw a post today that was like Canada uh, is welcoming anyone that can that will not be able to access abortion services in the U.S. And it's like, is it the Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> are are we there? And I laugh because or else I cry. Yeah. Yeah. And there I also posted said, uh, be careful with if you are tracking your period in any ad, because if you suddenly stop tracking it or if you make a purchase online or if, you know, for contraceptives or uh plan B or whatever it is, you know. And if this is the reality that we're living in, where you know, some people might think, oh, you're being paranoid. But this, the fact that mm. this is a thought, you know, the yeah. fact that women feel like, okay, this is something else that I have to add to, yeah. to my already frightening state that I live mm. in, in a day to day, because I cannot go running at night. I, I have right. to uh, make sure that uh, I'm, if I go to a bar, I cover my drink. Uh, I have to make sure that mm. I don't, I, I'm reporting Right. If my husband is hitting me or not, you know, right. like all these things that are already happening to us. And on top of that, now I have to track if I go to CVS with my phone or not, mm-hmm. you know, or what I say when I'm in an Uber is just so, so frightening. So, so frightening. Yeah. And I think it's, it's the moment Rita, where it's like, 
once again, if you're not involved in politics, like this is the time to be involved in politics Yes, as, as a husband, yes. as a Theo, yeah. as a brother, mm-hmm. as a father, like these are all very real things. And I think, I think we have to get rid of those misconceptions that abortions are a birth control. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I would like to think people don't think that, but I know that argument is out yeah. there and no, no woman plans to be in that tough position. Yeah. yeah. And, and to me, it's like, okay, there has been so many steps to have gotten to a point mm-hmm. where it can be legalized so that it can be done safely. Right. This we're yeah. talking about people's lives, not just the yeah. baby, but also women. Yeah. And where's that energy coming from the men? Like, yeah. that's what I would like to know because it's yeah. now 2022 and we're still putting, putting this burden only on women. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it comes with, with how with who wrote the constitution right it comes from who had the right to vote from day one right we only got the right to vote in 1919 i believe so here in the u.s and that was for white women we exactly (laughs) yeah i love that so we were not included in that not black women (laughs) indigenous women no just white women um but it just shows that some people have been so comfortable in their privilege Mm -hmm. and for so and for most men i'm gonna say for most men this is a theoretical question you know whether they will find themselves in that situation Mm -hmm. but for women and anyone that uh, can get pregnant is an actual real question that you think about every time you encounter you have you have uh you have sex. And how many men have benefited from women getting abortions? Exactly. And I just feel like this is very like punishing women because yeah. it's like, where's, where's the, it takes, it takes two, right? Takes- like, where's the, where's the accountability for men? Like, yeah. where, where, I just, yeah. it's very frustrating. Yeah. 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 And we talked about this already when we, when Texas passed SB8. And if you listen to our episode, uh, Texas, te calmas o te calmo. Um, you're going to know where we stand on this and, you know, the long conversation that we had about it, but we had to touch on it now. Um, one thing that I do want to mention because it's, it, it bothers me a lot, uh, is this idea of now that we're telling people, okay, you need to vote, you need to vote for, um, cause it's very obvious, right? What party is pushing for all of this like who how do we how do we group these people they are the republican party there's no way around it there is no way around it republican governors republican legislators Mm -hmm. are pushing for this type of shit republican presidents put on uh supreme court justices that are conservative Mm -hmm. and specifically people that would be okay with overturning roe v wade like this is a, a planned action from the Republican Party that they have been following for a decade. And now when we're telling people, okay, you need to vote, you need to vote, you need to come out, people are like, why do I need to vote? I don't understand. Like we have been voting for so long and we are here. Or people are saying, why are we voting for them? So if they have the House, the Senate, and the White House, and mm-hmm. this is happening. And I just don't understand where 
I mean, I do understand. We don't have any investment in education in this country. Mm-hmm. And that's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. Because we have to understand how this happens every single time. And it keeps happening to us. Mm-hmm. And we keep saying the same thing. We keep saying, why are them asking us to vote for them when this keeps when this is happening mm-hmm. right now? And it's like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. When Obama was president, he got elected and he got a huge voter turnout. Mm-hmm. Dems got complacent. We had a black president and we never come out to vote in the midterms. And what happened? The next midterms came up and no one came out to vote, like always in a year that it doesn't have a presidential election. And we lost the Senate and then nothing went through through Republicans. Mitch McConnell's office became a graveyard for bills. And Obama was blocked since mm-hmm. then. So yeah, we had the House. We we had the, the White House, but nothing got through the Senate. We mm-hmm. got the White House, the House of Representatives, nothing got through the Senate because that's how a bill works. It starts in one of the chambers, it goes to the other chamber, there's negotiations, and then it goes to the presidency. But that's just the legislative and the executive branch. There's the whole separate branch that is the judicial branch. And those are only by appointments. Whatever, you don't agree with it. You think it should be expanded. Whatever, I get it. I understand. I'm with you. But currently, you only get to be a judge if someone else dies mm-hmm. and then there's an appointment. That's Those are the rules of the game right now. I know we don't agree with them, but those are the rules of the game right now. And what happened in 2016? We had a choice between Hillary Clinton and Trump. And what did we see? Extreme, l- extremely low voter turnout. And not only was it apathy, but it was also sexism. And sure, you didn't think Hillary Clinton was a, a, the, the perfect candidate. I didn't think so either. But the other option was Trump. And what did people do? They stayed home. And they didn't come out to vote. <laughs> and what did Trump yeah. do? He appointed three conservative, mm-hmm. three conservative judges mm-hmm. to the uh, Supreme Court. And people are like, well, you know, Obama could have asked other judges to retire. But that's not how it works. That's just not how it works. Right. And why, if you're a Supreme Court judge, would you want to retire? Sure, you you could be thinking, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? I'm going to retire now. So the current then president... Uh, gets to choose you right. know, my my whoever replaced me who knew that trump was gonna win in 2016 then we see the face of the in like half the country or like 70 percent of the country when mm-hmm. trump got elected then we see everyone's faces and i'm really mm-hmm. mad because people don't understand and y'all should be seeing rita right now because i literally <laughs> see fumes and like cheese spice coming yeah. out of her right now out I'm, of her body i'm really mad because if Trump hadn't been elected, which he did horrible things in general mm-hmm. and completely screwed up our government for years. Uh, but the worst thing that he did was appointing those three conservative justices that mm-hmm. changed the makeup of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And so here we are again, two years after a presidential election, once again, in a midterms year. Mm-hmm. And what are people saying this year? Why am I voting? Why? How many times do we have to learn this lesson? How many times? When is it going to take till we understand that every election matters? Mm-hmm. Your city council matters. Your attorney, your district attorney matters. Your school board matters. Your state representatives matter. Your president matter. Every single election matter. And we are only what four days away from getting our ballots for the California primary, mm-hmm. and people are asking today why. 
am I voting for them? And I hope people don't have that attitude with that because basically with Trump, it's like, we never thought that he would win. Right. It was like a big joke. Like he's not going to win. He's not going to win, but look at what did happen. Right. Look, look, that was the elections have consequences. Yeah. So now we're, now we're living the consequences of people not showing up to vote, which was Trump, which yes, a president serves four years, Mm -hmm. but the lasting choices that he Mm -hmm. gets to decide on, Mm -hmm. we get to live with those even after he's gone. And we, we said the exact same thing. We were talking about redistricting because Trump was the one that, uh, that was in charge of the census. Mm -hmm. We said the same thing. We're talking about the census results. You know, these are things that even though it was just four years, they have, like you said, consequences. And some of these consequences, like with the, um, with the Supreme justices, we're going to live with that until they die. Right. Until those three die, uh, with the census, we, we don't get another census until 10 years from now. Yeah. Right. We, with elections, like people, if, if this was not painful, if what the, the nightmare, which is our reality today that we're mm-hmm. living in, because now people are, are like saying, okay, well, right now they're attacking abortions. What's next? Exactly. They're going to attack interracial marriage. They already meant, they already said it. They, one of them said it aloud. They are going to come after interracial marriage, which is crazy. They're going to come after same sex marriage. They're going to come out after they already are after trans kids. They already been mm-hmm. in books. Mm-hmm. So why do we keep asking this question of why are we voting? I don't understand. It's like extremely frustrating to me. Well, I, I really hope Rita and, and chicas that are listening right now, please have these discussions with your friends, with, with people, encourage them to come out. Yeah. Um, one of the big takeaways from Latina Action Day was sharing those personal stories. Why is this important? Maybe people may not be inclined to show up for, you know, supervisors or presidents, but they will show up for you to say, hey, you know, my future is at stake here. My livelihood is at stake here. And I think one of the hardest things too, Rita, is that I think a lot of times people make the assumption that they're never going to be put in these situations to have mm-hmm. to make these tough decisions. Mm-hmm. No one ever does. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you get put into that situation yeah. where it's like the baby is not being developed correctly. And yeah. mom has to make that decision. Yeah. It's between Damn. the mother or the baby. Right. Yeah. And, and my whole thing Rita, is guys, let this be a lesson. We need to have these conversations These are very real issues that will affect our future kids. Mm -hmm. You know, if we have girls, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's very, very uh, real. And I would encourage everyone today, run for office, support the women that are running for office, reach out to Planned Parenthood, see, see how you can support them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure you encourage people to turn out to vote. And like Rita said, your local elections do matter because that's also where funding is also being allocated. So we don't get to say, okay, this is a federal issue. No, this is, this is a a city council issue. This is a school board issue. This is a supervisor issue. This is a district attorney issue. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, just think of what happened in Paso Robles uh, school board meeting where they've been, how CRT was going to be taught. You don't think sexual education is going to be the next uh, resolution that gets passed? 
You don't think that something regarding abortion or the possibility of a student getting an abortion, uh, a resolution being introduced to expel the student or to prosecute the, the family and student? Don't you think like why are what this is not something this is not a weird thing to say. This is I'm probably already listing the ideas that many mm -hmm. people have already written down for school boards. So school boards are important. City city councils. I just read a news where a city council in LA County is already trying to put a resolution forward so the city gets ready to for a potential uh, influx of women that are coming from other states. And how will the city respond? How mm -hmm. are going uh, funds going to be allocated? And those are the type of conversations that we should be having, but we need to have the right people in city council. Right. And if we don't, if we think, oh, well, I just want my, my government to be a ver variation because I've heard that from people. So I vote Republican for city council and then I vote Democrat for school board and then I vote Republican for state because I think the variation is good. <laughs> I don't need the variation. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure that people that are in power making decisions are going to be defending my rights. I don't need a variation of how my rights right. are defended. So every single level of government is important and we need to come out to vote ballot voting guides are already out you're probably seeing if you live in california voting guide probably already got to your inbox if you are registered to vote which i hope you are and um you're gonna see state level races in that voting guide those are not all the races that you're gonna see on your ballot you're gonna get more information once your ballot arrives with the county and your local races so ballots arrive in california starting may 9th and then you have almost a whole month to vote. If you cannot get your get shit it together, done. everyone, get your shit together. <laughs> this is a group project. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks of COVID. Let's, yeah. get it, let's get it together, everyone. We all know that one person that's always struggling. <laughs> that's probably not going to turn in the assignment on time. Make sure you remind them, send them the direct message, hit them up on Facebook, Instagram. To, if you need to give them a TikTok reminder. Yes. Guys, we need to get it together. Yes. Yeah, so we'll we'll leave it there because the rage is uh, the rage is high, but the time is short. <laughs> and we need to get going. But people, ballots arrive next week. Voting guide is out. Get ready to vote. Register your friends. We have a month to vote, but vote early because if you don't vote early. Whether you vote or not, not who you voted for, but whether you vote or not is public information. And campaigns and parties can see if you have voted or not. If you haven't voted, people are going to reach out to you asking you to vote. And that takes time. That takes resources. Mm -hmm. That takes effort. Yeah, we don't want to so, call you. No, we don't want to call we don't, you. We don't want to know that you, you, you are <laughs> slacking on the assignment. <laughs> don't be like, oh, I wait till election day. No, vote early. Vote early. Vote early. Okay, that's it. We're leaving. Adios. In the mic. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Your energy was awesome. I'm done.